0: And the Wellington Phoenix have survived, uh, beating the Melbourne victory in a peculiar A-League game last night. It finished up one all Uh, The Phoenix went down after 14 minutes, but an own goal by the victory captain, Damien De Silva, just before half-time, allowed the Phoenix to walk away with a point. Uh, They are unbeaten through four games. Uh, Their best-ever start to the A-League men's season. The Wellington Phoenix women are next up, and they too have made a very positive start to the season. So... Headline's done. And you know what? That's kind of a segue because we are delighted to welcome in to the program out of the Wellington Phoenix to reflect on the positive start to the season. We're delighted to have Sean Gill joining us. Mr Gill, Director of Football at the club. We welcome you with warmth. How are you doing, Gilly? I'm very well, Dan. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Um,
1: Delighted that you walked away with a point last night. Thrilled? Yeah, look, I think uh, off the back of the game and how it all sort of played out, uh, yeah, it's, it was it was fantastic to come away with a point. Uh, I think any time you collect points on the road, right, uh, any points is, yeah. is always valuable. Yeah,
0: there's a lot to like, a lot to work on, which is probably a, a nice way of describing it because it's so peculiar, this game. No shots, none on goal. Um, certainly not the way you probably drew, you know, uh, Chiefie drew up the game plan, but I guess you'll take it.
1: I oh, did, yeah, definitely take it, and uh, yeah, crazy stat, right? Uh, a few donuts in the uh, in the attacking column, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, you 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 go into those games uh, trying to get something out of it. You know, I think I think something sometimes it gets a little bit lost in all this, and, and it's you know, it's not an excuse for performances, but yeah, we trained all week in anywhere between ten and fourteen degrees, uh, suddenly blowing all week, yeah. And, you know, then you're playing at 31 degrees all of a sudden, right? At, at effectively 9:45 PM uh, New Zealand time. So, you know, it's understandable. The first 20-25 minutes, maybe it takes a bit of time to get get get, get into the game. But you got you got to be pleased with the defensive effort. You know, it's uh, I, I think back to the Western Sydney uh, Wanderers game, first one up. You know, clean sheet there, a solid defensive platform. And if we keep having those solid defensive platforms like we did in that game and the game last night, then we're going to collect points and, you know, there's enough talent in that team that we will score goals and we will beat things, you know. So, yeah, very, very pleasing to to have the start we've had and be sitting there on eight points, you know, when people were were probably writing us off before the season started.
0: I know Grant wants to leap in here, but I'm going to leap in just before he leaps in because, Gilly... I was a little bit surprised by that. I, I know a lot of the focus was on, you know, you're going to give more younger players an opportunity. But I I saw that core of overseas players staying for a second year as huge, right? You haven't always had that. So was that sort of belief no. that, you know, those people writing us off this year are going to look a little bit more foolish?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, look we're, we're early doors into the season, right? So we don't want to jump ahead of ourselves, but you're spot on there. You know, your visa players and traditionally in the league, the visa players have always been better in the second season. You know, Oscar Savada last year obviously had a, had an incredible breakout season uh, and, and we hope he can repeat that and we, we believe he will. You know, and then you've got the likes of BK who I thought even though he didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot going forward in the attacking space. You know, that's a visa player that was putting his heart and soul on the line for the team, right? Uh, and, and he's just going to get better and better as well. So the core the core was definitely there. And I think the other thing that maybe was lost a little bit during the pre-season was, you know, you've now got the likes of Tim Payne, uh, Alex Rufa, Pennington, you know, all these guys, that Ben Old, Sam Sutton, they're not kids anymore, you know. They've been there for a little bit. They've had some experience, you know, uh you know, I think Olives at what nearly fifty games. Uh, Sam Sudden's fifty plus games. Miko Pennington's had a couple of seasons in the A League now, and yeah, he he came to us with with good uh, credentials out of Italy. You know, so these are these are guys that can play. Uh, so. And then we've added some good quality youngsters around it, right? And, and we're not talking about, you know, just, just kids that are playing Central League or National League here. These are guys that have been at under-20 World Cups, under-17 World Cups. You know, they've got international experience at that age group level behind them and and, and are ready and a and a due an opportunity to perform in the A-League.
2: Sean, you've rattled, rattled off a couple of players there and, you know, a good combination. What I want to know is, obviously, historically, you know, the Phoenix... Always struggled to make those playoffs and that. Do they start the season thinking, this is the season, this is the season we're going to hold the trophy? Or is it more about that progression and succession over years? Is it about, you know, in X amount of years, we want to be in a position where we're going to win the A-League? Or is, it, is this the year? Do they go in with that mindset of of, this is going to be the year that we're going to hold the trophy?
1: Yeah, look, it's, I think, Grant, it's one of those things that's, that's not really spoken about a lot. You know, I think you know you've played at the highest level, right? I think athletes, uh, professional athletes, you go and wanting to win every game, you go and wanting to win a league every mm. season, right? Uh, so, you know, I think first and foremost, playoffs, given that's the system we operate under, top six is always that sort of first first goal. Uh, and then you assess as things, as things go, you know? Um, right. I think it's fair to say we were you know given the amount of youngsters we' brought in over last season and this season, you know there's a probably a longer term plan. but as Central Coast mm. proved last year, you know you get the right combination uh, and, and and things go your way and you just get that you know that essence in the dressing room, then then all of a sudden you could you could go and win a league, right, at any stage.
0: Uh, Sean Gillis with us, director of football at the Wellington Phoenix. I- I've got to ask about the referee decisions last night. You can choose to either be Michael Arteta or Ange Postecoglou. It's really up to you, I, I guess. Uh, the second one, they they got it right, didn't they? Was never a handball, so that second half penalty to victory rightly turned over. But the penalty that you were awarded that was overturned. by oh lord, I don't know if a, a nasal here is-, is out of line there, but um, that's as tight as they come. You just accept. You just accept it, or is there a a real bit of frustration.
1: Yeah, look, it's, uh, I think you go back to the seventh minute, right, where Nico Pennington's uh, been booked for simulation for a yellow card, right, and and it's just, you, you scratch your head and you go, okay, if it's not a foul, if it's not a foul against Nico, uh, is that really simulation? Is that really a yellow card in the seventh minute of the game for a, for a pretty combative midfielder, which then puts him under pressure for the rest of the game. So, Look, we'll write, to, we'll write to the referee's boss. There's a few things we'll want some clarification on, you know, that being one of them. And then you have, on the flip side of that, coming another of player, play goes down in the box with the penalty shot. You know, uh, if it's not a penalty, surely it's a yellow card for simulation, right? Because you've set that tone in the first seven minutes of the game. So there's a, there's a few things there. You know, I, I'd also question whether it's uh, you know, why why there's no VAR, VAR inter, intervention or a, or a penalty given for uh, as i going through the back of um, Diego. You know, for me that's Diego penalty. So um, as far as the as far as the penalty that was awarded that was off the offside, you know, it's pretty black and white these days, right? There's there's a couple of lines of the paper on the. On the pitch, and if one's in front, you're in front, and you're offside, right? I think you know there's there's a wider thing at play here. Probably FIFA need to look at you know before the before VAR was that really what we were trying to pull up uh, offsides for? I think maybe we need to be looking at a change in the rule there, where you know a part of the body has to be behind, almost like the noble rule in cricket, right? You know that we, we want to see goals, we want to sort of see attacking play, so. With the advent of VAR in the face of the game, I, I think that needs to be re-looked at because, for me, that yeah. yeah, that's my one. we are trying
0: to call as offside, right? Yeah, and, and what you're talking about is here is far bigger, broader questions for the for all of football. And I, I think you throw the handball law into that too. Kelly uh, Kelly Al's had quite an interesting sort of uh, introduction to the <laughs> The handball law probably doing his he, head, in. it's doing a, a lot of people's head. In. But that, that's interesting. So there's a, a lack a lack of consistency, I guess, is going to be. Well, how you frame your sort of letter to the bosses.
1: Yeah, correct. That, that, that's, that's, all we're after. that's all we're after, right? And, you know, look, the results aren't going to get overturned, but you just want an explanation. You want to understand for, for the next game, but you also want learning for, you know, as, as, as the coaches want to learn and develop and the players want to learn and develop, you know, I think the referees obviously want to learn and develop as well. So if we can at least ask the question and get them thinking about some stuff, then hopefully the whole of the game improves.
0: How would you describe the start of the women's campaign?
1: Oh, fantastic! Really, really great start. Uh, you know, we played with a few uh, things uh, this 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 time round, and you know, we made sure we got them a, a trip to Australia in the preseason to get a couple of ga- uh, games under the belt, which you know was critical because they just don't get the the exposure to uh, good quality preseason games uh, here in New Zealand. So, I think that was really important. Um, you know, despite losing to Melbourne City in round one, uh, I still thought it was a good performance and to go down by a goal only against, you know, Melbourne City who are traditionally a pretty strong side was a good outing. Um, and in the last two weeks, you know, we're now starting to see what this team's capable of. I was fortunate to be over there for the double header Western Sydney Wanderers men and women's game and, you know, I thought they were outstanding uh, probably from 25 minutes uh, into that game. And, you know, there's some... There's some great players there, Macy Fraser, and Maniah Elliott, you know, that have come through the academy, but also the Visa players now, and and it's a, I guess it's a little bit similar to what we were talking about just before with the boys uh, men side of things, you know, we've now got the likes of Mac Barry and uh, Kate Taylor uh, and those type of players, Mickey Foster, who have all had a season or two in the A League uh, A League already, you know, they've got that experience yeah. now, so we feel that side's building nicely and. Um yeah, it's been, a, it's been a really, really fantastic start. You know, to get two wins on the bounce uh, in a row, which the team has never done, is a, a great goal. And hopefully tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll make that three out at Porirua Park.
2: Yeah, it's been an awesome start for them. And you've obviously brought the new coach in, Paul Temple. What, what does he bring to the team?
1: Yeah, Paul, uh, you know, Paul's, uh, Paul's been with us for a long, long time. He understands the fabric of the club. He was uh, a long time in the, in the academy uh you know he's he's uh on his pro license now he's he's got to the highest level of uh of, of the licensing for coaches you know he's been in national setups he's been in the women 's game he's been in the men's game so he brings a lot of experience um you know what what i do like about paul is very calm methodical well you know, he thinks things through uh so you know he just brings that he brings a i think a level of professionalism to it um and and just that calmness and 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 as I say the, the the methodical approach, you know, lays the week out well for the players. Uh and they, they know what's expected of them. Um and yeah, he's 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 uh, he's had a great start to his life as a as a professional football coach. Uh,
0: Sean Gill out of the Wellington Phoenix with us. Just a couple more, Gilly. Uh thanks so much for your time. My heart breaks for Gross Wysinsky. Um, you know, thirteen seconds into might have been her first start or second game of the season to her to go out with a significant sort of knee injury. How's she doing? You know, like, it might be stating the obvious here, but I'd imagine she's somewhat sort of forlorn.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's a, it's a, it's a sad injury, right? Uh, in any injury that that keeps people out or players out for, for any length of time is, is not great. Obviously, the ACL is a, is a, is a tough one. Uh, look, to date, she's, she's, she seems to be in very good spirits. Um, it is early days, you know, there's, there's still a, a surgeon appointment that's coming up, you know, and then you start to understand what the, what the surgery time frame looks like and when that happens. So, at the moment, it's quite fresh, right? And I think there's, yeah, there'll be some dark, dark uh, patches along the way that she's going to have to go through. but. Yeah, one of the good things now with the club is we've got the, you know, the sports psychology uh, in there, you know, the the physiotherapy department and medical department are are outstanding. So we've got good stuff to put around her to to help her through that. Uh, You know, we also had, obviously, these other players within the group that have been through it, Flea's been through it, Uh, Anneli Longo, that is. We've well, obviously got Olivia Ring, and that's coming back in from it. You know, we've got Roofer that's been through it, so there is other people there at the club that she can talk to, and that that will help her through. And I think that's one of the one of the real positive things we're seeing at the club at the moment. You know, the the alignment and the connection between both the men's and women's program is is outstanding. You know, and the the players are talking to each other on a regular basis. And I know, you know, like the Roofer will put her, put his arm around uh, Grace and, and give her give her all the support and and you know tricks to getting through it uh, that that he went through. You know
2: well Sean I mean you're at the NZCIS there what a fantastic uh, facility that is to, to rehab and just get the players ready for the season Well, one of the things I, I wanted to ask and I'm curious about is you've got this great opportunity where not many sporting organisations have men and women's team and you know we're at the I guess the infancy of it do the teams share ideas share skills they obviously share the facilities um but is that something that you're seeing, the synergy between the men and women's team, or are they still quite separate at the moment?
1: No, it, 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 there's, a real, there's a real synergy and there's a, there's a real connection, which which was one of the most important things that we wanted to achieve this year. Uh, yeah, the women are in slightly before the men. Uh, I think they train at nine forty-five, and the men are eleven, and then you sort of work back to when they're on site. So there was a lot of crossover in the morning, uh, and that was something we wanted to try and create this season, as opposed to last year where the men were in, in the morning and the women were in the afternoon. So there is there is great connection. You know, if, you, if, if you're ever out at the COS in the morning, uh, as the two teams arrive, you know they're in the gym, they're working out together, they're talking. You know, which is really positive. Yeah, the coaches spend a lot of time bouncing ideas off each other uh, in the goalkeeping space. Uh, you know, we've aligned the medical department this year where it's not just men and women now; it's basically a, an a medical program. But I think mm. the other thing that's really critical through all this is that it's not just the the alignment and the connection that we have, but also, you know, what's been felt now with the Hurricanes and the Lions. Uh, you know, our medical departments are all working together, have, have regular sort of professional development and. Talking to each other about how to get players through injuries and stuff like that, you know. So um, yeah, the, the men's and women's program is, is really connected and really aligned. But having that ability to be rubbing shoulders with the Hurricanes, the players, or the staff, you know, and, and the Lions, and whatever other teams are coming on site, you know, it's uh, we had the Melbourne Demons out from the AFL. We had a session with them last week, uh, you know. So it's just it's just a fantastic facility and, and allows us to to have those connections and you know, regular professional development on a, on a daily basis as opposed to having to travel somewhere to, you know, talk and, and get ideas.
0: Shelley, I promise, last one, last one. I, I've just, just no, remembered. No problem,
1: Dan, always good the, to talk the, to you guys, mate. Always good to talk <laughs> to you guys.
0: I got, I got one more, one more. Oscar Zavada, the pre-game interview where he went all Zlatan Ibrahimović on it and uh, described himself as the best striker in the league. I am the best. It was brilliant. <laughs> I love quotes like that. Uh, he's, on, he's on his final year. Isn't he? Does he see out the year? Yes, he is. Uh, th- um, does he going to? Is he going to extend his stay? Um, he's been so impressive, and his scoring rate is right up there with the very best the clubs ever had. You know, what are the chances of Oscar Zavada being the best in the A League for many years?
1: It's always hard with the visa players, right? Um, you know, we would love to, we'd love to keep him, uh, and, and I'm sure at some point we've had conversations previously about this. You know, there was some talk about interest for him in the off season, which never materialised. Um, look, there's so many more conversations that need to happen before we can sort of be definitive on what it might look like. You know, the guy's still young, and that was one of the things that we we were we were mindful of when we were looking to sign, you know, him and BK last year that that we were looking for young visa players that, you know, maybe just hadn't had that, that break in Europe, uh, that were still hungry for it. So yeah, he's he, he's got he's got ambitions of his own, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, Polish national team, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, getting back to Europe, uh, close to the family. There's a whole lot of stuff at play here, you know, so it's too early early to say exactly where it'll go, Uh, but I'm sure we'll have, you know, conversations as time goes. But, you know, with a player like that right now, it's it's focused on the season and, you know, those type of conversations with the likes of him will be, be later in the season.
0: Well, let's just hope if he ends up overseas, he doesn't stop in Sydney, right? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, and end up uh, in Sydney, right? right? If you want to land an overseas gig, you don't finish up
1: in Sydney, right? Say no more. Technically, it is overseas, right? It's international, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, yeah, yeah, thanks so me, much, you know, mate. It's it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's, it's great for Riffey, right? Yeah, he you was know, yeah. He was amazing for us. You know, he did a did a fantastic four years, and I know he had ambitions to go overseas, and there were a couple of things that he that he had the chance to get that that didn't uh, materialise. So going to a place like Sydney is, is is fantastic, for him. that's where the family is. So I wish him all the very best, and you know, hopefully he gets uh, gets them back on track and can get three points tonight against Adelaide.
0: So nice, Kelly. Not even,
1: not even a cheeky little punch in the kidneys on the way
0: out. Thanks so much, buddy. We'll catch up with you soon. I hope.
2: Thanks a lot, Kelly. All
0: right, buddy. Nice talking to you guys. Make it easy.
1: Enjoy your Saturday. Good, good man. See you, mate.
0: Uh, we will. Sean Gill, the director of football of the Wellington Saints. <laughs> really, really uh, great guy. Great guy. He's been involved in sport for a long, for a long, long time. Yeah, I uh, ran your Wellington Saints for a while,
2: mate. Yeah, oh, my Wellington Saints. Yeah, yeah. must One, be coming up soon.
0: Him, but he's been involved football. F- for a very long time and it's done a so far brilliant job to start this season.
2: Don't you think it was refreshing hearing that you know they use shared services for both men and women's team and I think anyone that's been out to that NZCIS and if you haven't seen it it's you know the best of the best we've got to go there pre-show. I've been saying we
0: need to pick up the studio and take it out there and base Mm. ourselves out there. Well we've
2: been invited for a pre-show kind of like Rehab type, you know, let's get ready for match fitness where we could do a cryo chamber and a plunge oh, pool. we do
0: the Saturday session live from an ice bath.
2: That'd be good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Nude. <laughs> Huckleberries all over it.
2: Is it nude the though? Produce? That's a yes. Oh, I don't. Know. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I, I hope it, it isn't nude. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I don't want A to see you generation. on Jitsy man. Hell no, we ain't doing that.
0: You see, Huckleberry. What? I mean, you do is... see us from the waist. Only the waist up here. I sort of want to see from the waist up. We don't have any pants on. We don't have pants on now. Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, Huckleberry. When I when I first started playing senior men's cricket, you know, it you had no choice. It was you know, yeah, you got into the shower and you had to just. Literally man up. It was horrible. <laughs> you know, I'm just a going home after the
0: game if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm in your position, Grant.
2: That's hilarious because uh, then it became normal. Yeah, but then um, you can go to the club,
0: then and actually yeah, talk I'll just come to back. each other. I'll just come back. Un- I like right. yeah.
2: uh, your modern teams are
0: probably, you know. Yes, exactly. On your phones in your change room. You had a few drinks what with should each we do other. Now? What should we do now? Yeah. Opposing thumbs. Um, 24 minutes after 12 o'clock. <laughs> we, uh, Waldorf, we sounded very much like Waldorf and Stadler there. <sighs> we went off of track. The, the
2: two old guys. It's rubbish, absolutely rubbish. Finn's shaking his oh, head back, back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finn's not going to be here for the next 30 minutes after this break, I can tell. Uh, we've got to get to a break. Um, I'll finish off winning this cricket draft.
0: Uh, by the way, Jamie, great show, guys. Hearing these players' names is awesome. And it would be good if they brought back the Asia versus the rest of the World Games or even a Southern Hemisphere versus Northern Hemisphere. Mm. That would be awesome. Thank you, Jamie. Hold tight. The final draft picks to be made after this.